Hey there, it's Amy. Welcome to Chirpcast, encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. I've been a little bit MIA lately. We've done quite a few things around our house we've been working on, as well as took a few days for a little R&R at the coast, which was super nice, by the way. And I cannot wait to go back. Maybe I should just take my microphone and my laptop with me and I can just do it right there at the ocean. That sounds awesome. So now that I've got that squared away, I just want to tell you a little bit about something that God kind of spoke to my heart. Recently, we were working outside in our backyard and uh, I got to do a little bit of a shout out here for RJ and Bobby. They were amazing and awesome, and I am so thankful for these two young men that came over and worked around the house with us. We shoveled over a thousand square feet of dirt. Most of it by hand, a little bit. My husband used the backhoe. Thank you for that, Mr. Farmer. And we're prepping the ground, actually, and filling in some areas that we're preparing for some really soft, lush grass that I cannot wait is back in our yard as opposed to the dirt that is currently there. But we were working outside and again those of you knowing that it is summertime in California it is hot as heck outside and you know of course we wait until it's like 100 degrees and then we decide to do this stuff. So we're out there working and I'm gonna tell you we were hot, thirsty, tired, and over it. We were done. Being out there shoveling that dirt, getting sweaty, getting dirt in your eyes. I mean, it was just, it was not fun. And I'm sure the guys can tell you it was pretty miserable work. But we're out there shoveling and every so often we would fill up the wheelbarrow and Brian would take the wheelbarrow and go to the other side of the yard and dump it where it needed to go. This is the part where we wished we had no fence around our yard whatsoever and the backhoe could have just done all the work for us. That would have been fantastic to just lickety split, get it done. But that's not the way it worked. So we were shoveling, he was dumping, coming back and we had this little process going for quite some time, a few hours, I think. And as we're doing this, I noticed something. It was kind of funny. Uh, This is sort of how God talks to me. He shows me things that are just regular, everyday randomness. And he speaks to my heart this way. And he knows that I need object lessons. Thank you to all of my Sunday school teachers who gave amazing object lessons when I grew up because this is how God speaks to me now as an adult, and I think that's pretty great. So I'm standing there holding my shovel. RJ had a shovel. Bobby had a shovel. And Brian would stand there, and he, I found, would lean against our fence while he was waiting for us to fill up the wheelbarrow. So he leaned against the fence, and then when he would take it to the other side of the yard, we would all find something that we would kind of lean on. Usually, RJ would grab his shovel and kind of just lean on the end of the handle. Bobby would go next to where one of the chairs were, and he would kind of sit there or lean on one of the chairs. And sometimes I would lean on my shovel that I had or against the fence. But it was funny because I saw this happen over and over again. And God just sort of asked me the question, what are you leaning on while you're waiting? Huh, good question. I guess to me the question is first, why am I waiting? What am I waiting on? 
Am I waiting for something to happen? Am I waiting for life to change? Well, the answer to that is most definitely yes right now. We're all waiting for something to happen. We're waiting to hear about if our school districts are going to open up classes next month. We're waiting to hear if we're going to get something covered by an insurance company. We're waiting to see if we can go out and eat in a restaurant that we miss so much. I miss you, Chili's. But there are so many things that we wait for, and oftentimes I find that I am super impatient. I am not one that enjoys waiting at all. You can ask my husband. He's been hearing about the grass in our backyard for quite some time now because I'm so impatient. I don't want to put seed down. I want to put sod down so that the grass is immediate so that I can go out the next morning and see that it's green. I don't have to wait for it to grow. Now, this is by no means me giving up on my sod versus seed argument here, but sometimes waiting is good. God knows when we need to wait. He knows that sometimes when we get whatever it is that we want immediate, we get that instant gratification, we become very lazy in being thankful for it. I know that I do this. I know that when I can get something right away in my hand sometimes, it's sort of become something that's not as important to me as it would have been had I had to wait for a little while. There's a scripture that immediately came to mind as soon as that question God sort of asked me and this question popped into my head about what are you leaning on while you're waiting. So here's the scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Now, of course, what jumps out to me is the word lean when I read that, because it says lean not on your own understanding. I do not understand everything about life. I do not understand why I make the mistakes that I make. I don't understand why we hurt the ones we love. I don't understand why some people get sick and some people are perfectly healthy their whole lives. I don't understand why accidents happen. I mean, there are so many things that I don't understand that I wish that I was just this amazing wealth of knowledge that I could have all the right answers and the right things to say. And even sometimes I wish I had the right things to say to myself. I know that when I trust in the Lord, and I don't lean on my understanding, things go so much more smoothly. But often I will lean on my own understanding and I will think about how to fix the problem, how to make it better, how to make the hurt go away right this second. I don't want to have to process pain, I just want it to go away. That's me leaning on my understanding. And it's funny because the words that came to mind whenever I was thinking about, you know, what are what we were feeling while we were standing out there working or while we were waiting for the empty wheelbarrow to come back, we were hot, we were thirsty, we were tired, and we were over it. These are the things that describe me in life sometimes. <laughs> I'm hot and sweaty from trying to work it out on my own. I am tired of being frustrated. I am thirsty for something that's going to quench whatever it is that needs to be satisfied in my soul. I'm tired of being told one thing and the next day something completely different. I am tired of not having something that really 
is foundational, steadfast all the time. Because let's be honest, sometimes we're the ones who walk away from the foundation of God's principles and the things that we know make our life better. And the last thing that came to mind was over it. Man, when we were standing out there, we were so over it. Like, so over it. We were done. We wished that we didn't have a fence so that we could just dump the dirt in with the backhoe and smooth it off. And it would be perfectly done in just, you know, less than an hour. It would have been great. But that's not how it worked. We had to work. We had to take the steps to be able to get done what needed to be done for the foundation to be good for what's coming next. Now, whenever I think about what it is that comes next, I'm I'm looking at a black hole because I really don't know. I don't know what life is gonna look like after this. You know, people who went through the depression, so much worse than us, and I am not even trying to compare what we're doing or not doing or going through to the folks that went through that horrible, horrible time. But we have to wait, just like they waited. They had to see what was gonna happen. They had to move forward to something better. And for me, when I think about moving forward, I don't want to move forward into a brick wall or the edge of a cliff. When I move forward, I want to know that I'm moving forward into God's will, into what he has for me, for my family, what he has put on my heart as passions that I love. I don't know how that all works. I don't know how it all fits together. Some days are really hard and I'm over it and I'm tired, and I'm thirsty, and I'm hot, and I'm ready to just go in the house and sit down and say, you know what? Somebody else do this job because I'm done. But God has a plan for us, and when we lean on his understanding, and like the scripture says, when we acknowledge his ways, he will direct our path. He will turn what looks like dry, dusty dirt into something that is lush, and soft and something we want to really just kind of wiggle our toes in and say, God, thank you for this moment. Thank you for what you've given us, for this beauty that you have prepared for us. And thank you for making me wait for it. Ugh, that is so hard for me to say. Thank you for waiting. Ugh, no, I don't want to say that. I don't want to be happy about waiting. But I do know that the creator of the universe has a plan, even if it means waiting, I need to be okay with that. So my question to you today is, what are you leaning on while you're waiting? Are you leaning on past behaviors and mistakes? Are you leaning on your understanding of who you think you are, who you think God is, what you think he needs to be doing right now, and how come he's not? Well, my encouragement to you today is don't lean on your understanding. Acknowledge him and let him direct your path. I want to read run last scripture, and it's Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. And I think the scripture is just all kinds of goodness. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. 
But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That scripture is encouragement to me in bucket loads, honestly. I have two tattoos, actually, um, on one on each wrist. And on my left wrist, it's a bird. And underneath the bird, it says the word, very bold, soar, S-O-A-R. And then on my right wrist, I have a birdcage and words written in script. And they say, on wings like eagles. And you might think it's kind of weird that I would have a bird cage <laughs> whenever I'm referencing the scripture talking about soaring on wings like eagles. But I think the bird cage to me represents there's always going to be something that's going to try to trap you. There's always going to be something that's going to try to hold you back and even throw you into a tailspin while you're waiting on God. When you don't want to be patient, you want to lose your temper, you want to blow a gasket, you want to get fed up and give everybody a piece of your mind, wait. When you think that there's nothing but disappointment and discouragement and even depression creeping in, take a minute and talk to God about it and wait. Because when we wait and when we pause, that gives room for God to step in, speak to our hearts. You know, if I hadn't been paused with that shovel in my hand and waiting for the wheelbarrow to come back, I wouldn't have noticed that we all found something to lean on when we waited. So today, I hope that you're encouraged to know that even when we're waiting, we can lean on God, not on our own understanding. Have a great day today and be encouraged.